I think that's when my life began to, the definition of who I am began to take shape. But just before that, um, you know in class eight, like in between while you're waiting to be called to high school. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I, I now got into church proper. NPC Woodley. NPC Woodley. Uh -huh. I got into the worship team. I got into, no, not actually worship, yeah. I got into the worship team. I got into the youth ministry. Um, and naturally I became a leader. I began to find my identity and then you, know, you because, said naturally yeah. like like you were doing that before it wasn't naturally i've not heard you talking about leading before or it was in you, you when know, you say naturally you, you mean yeah you yeah like i was I, I was um yeah like i was i'm not the kind of person let me just say i'm not the kind of person in a crowd to sit down i'll probably look for what needs to be done and push the crowd forward you understand like i wouldn't even wait to be given the responsibilities uh -huh. why oh you see uh -huh. something that you've just brought out was this in you throughout high school i mean throughout primary yeah, yeah. this 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 personality of you that comes yeah, out to want absolutely, to lead absolutely absolutely oh. in clubs um i'm trying to remember that i was a cop in primary school hey my memory <laughs> fades me. but i was i was definitely a natural born leader but i feel like it be it sprouted a bit more that moment right after kcp into um because i i actually remember that i finished my KCP on the day that, um, what is it called? Around about, I think that was a MOOCs exam. Around about when the, when the bomb blast happened. Okay, so that's 98. Yeah, 98. Okay. So that's when I finished, uh, that was MOOCs, I think, because yeah. it was around August and all. Um, but the, the definition, like I say, the transition into becoming a more defined version of myself started uh -huh. at that point. Uh -huh. As I began to, now got into church and then got to know myself got to realize okay i'm actually a leader uh, got to define my own like personality and character in god uh, rediscovering myself and and pc woodley gave me that platform when you say you know now i love this how do you find that person like you see i got to i got to that you that, that i'm hearing you repeating how, how how are you finding it out what is it that you're that that you're doing that's bringing it out or what's happening um, so when I joined church, this was like now um, after high school, uh, not after high school, after primary school, I had a mentor and you know like when you're now in church and then you begin to identify someone who um, seemed to like take interest in you mm. and this person really began to, to push me like what do you want to do with yourself mm. and um, I used, um, I've always been to high performance, sort of like reading motivational books and all that stuff. So I think that sort of like began there when she began to push me into think about your future. Because, you know, in, in the chat setting or especially at that age, you're being told, OK, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, are you choosing the right subject? You're going to high school. Are you prepared? Things like that. So they began to sort of like give me the bedrock on which to to build on mm. into defining who I am. So the element of having someone walking with me at that time was important. Then the other thing was having a peer group for me at that time. And, and this has morphed over time into a different kind of experience, but I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but also having, I mean, I used to sing uh, uh, with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mercy. Here's the picture. Um, <laughs> and a few others, some of whom that are still in the industry, others, you know, are... Joyce Mundi. Yes, Jason Mundi mm -hmm. as well. Um, so we, we, at that time, it's sort of like, it started, that group started forming, you know, as you began to, as I began to find who I am. Um, and like I said, we got into the worship team and then, of course, having that accountability groups of women who are actually genuinely passionate for God and not doing it for, 
because it's the thing to do. Mm. Yeah, we'd spend hours on end in the basement just seeking God. You know, you just go there and like a whole day you'd be there just in worship and you know placing a demand on god to to reveal himself to you and we'd have experiences of god that were out of this world what like what like what would happen in those experiences and this is this is of course throughout this whole period from when they've been in high school but this is when it starts that this transition time that you that you're talking about is when it starts yeah what are, what are the kind of experiences that you would have that you feel shaped your life at that time i think and this is into high school now, mm. right? Because I think th God began to, to to put a fire in me for him. Uh. You understand? And uh, the experiences I'm, I'm explaining, like, I can't even explain some of them because they were supernatural in my view. Because, like, by the time you're in the basement for eight hours and you don't know it's eight hours. Uh-huh. Now that's creepy to some people, <laughs> yep, yep. but amazing for me because that's where the hunger for God was actually birthed. And I, like I said, I found the thing that defined me. I found, I found me. It's almost like God sort of like devalued everything else and pointed me towards himself and I found myself in him. You know, while you've said something so powerful, you said he devalued everything else. Basically, you're saying everything that you had put value or that had been put on you in terms of people's perception. For example, Kibera can have a certain perception on how people look at you and, and the kind of dreams that you should have. Yeah. Good and bad, you removed them out yeah. of you and you began seeking this God. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, just to mention, my dad and mom did were, was while we lived in Kibera, we never, I don't know how to say it, but I never felt like we did in the sense of the kind of pressure you're put under to, to be a better version of yourself, to think of yourself oh. differently. It was almost like you're there for training. I don't know how to explain mm. it. You're, mm. you're there for training or you're not consumed by your circumstances. Ooh. This doesn't define you. You can keep... You can either choose to say this is who I am, or you can choose to say I'm here and I'm working towards this version of myself. So that mentality was instilled in us. By your parents? By my parents. My mom in particular would say seasons always change. Like for sure, you can be guaranteed. You know the way seed time and harvest uh, um, scriptures say that yeah. you know seasons will actually change. Regardless, whether it's you know a, a season that you think is great right now, you actually can go into a greater season. Mm. If you think it's a bad season, definitely a good season is coming. It's that awareness of nothing is permanent. In fact, I remember at some point when when something happened and my dad had you know gone through a process and and we went through an auction process. You mm. know, like I came home and I found um, stuff had been taken. Mm. And the way my mom was behaving was like nothing had happened, you know? And um, when my dad now explained to us what had happened um, and, the, and the thing that he had just gone through and now, it, I mean, it was a couple of weeks and then things yeah. were restored. But that thing opened my eyes to see the kind of person my mom was. Mm. Like for her, nothing changed. It's almost like, can you eat? Can you sleep? Like focus on what's important, you know? And at that point, she wasn't even as strong in her faith as she is right now. Mm -hmm. But I could tell that she was, I'm glad she was my mom because she wasn't fixated on this has happened to us. She just kept her Woe eyes to me. on. Woe to us. Yeah, and my dad was like, can you focus on your education? I'll sort out the rest. You know, you just focus on what's needful. And that's just to emphasize that regardless of the seasons, because people go through stuff. 
And sometimes you get lost in the storm, thinking that this is all there is to you or this is the end of everything. But it doesn't always have to be like that, especially when you, when you choose to know God through that process, when you choose to um, insist that God is revealed to you through that process. It strengthens you rather than destroys you. Yo, I'm loving this already because um, what you're saying, what you're telling me right now, and we'll come to that a bit later, I've seen you transition from good to great when I was wondering why on earth are you leaving this <laughs> that appears to be great, but I'm realizing it's, 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 this is mentality that was formed in you yeah. um, at such in early days. Also, by the way, just from what you've just shared, big ups to your parents. Yeah. Like that's amazing, the kind of values that they were instilling in you at such a young age mm. okay let's transition let's talk about um high, high school. school yeah now for me 1999 99 from one st george's st george's high school yeah the dennis girls Pritz. high school dennis Pritz, you <laughs> know um now that's where another level of god was introduced to me I remember in first, in second term, actually. So at this time, you've, sorry, sorry, you've given your life to Christ. Yeah. But from an understanding of you've given your life to Christ. Yes. Okay. But in high school is when I realized that that was, that was like child's play. Mm. What I had just experienced of God was child's play because now he took me to another level. And my walk with God has always been incremental. Mm. Now, at this point, I remember we went to, for a challenge weekend, if you remember, Okay, you went to a, those are that yes, kind of but I, so I you have them. no idea what as I'm rapper, saying. No, as a rapper, I went to them. <laughs> I understood them. Yes, so um, <laughs> I remember this particular day uh, we went to um, Highway, Highway uh, Secondary School yeah. for our challenge weekend. I don't remember anything else about that school, but I remember we were like thousands of us. And at some point, uh, Pastor Westling Gu was the one who was preaching before he now joined uh, Sitam at the point. Mm. And um, I remember at this particular point, he he asked everyone to line up. Like there was, those those weekends were like Holy Ghost experiences, you know, like just amazing supernatural experiences with mm. God. So I remember that day, um, we were told to line up, and and he was praying. And at this point, because I had just gotten an introduction of God, I was genuinely hungry for him. And in, uh, I remember that day, I don't even remember praying. I just stood there, and I know I was I was flowing with God or accepting whatever you know we're being introduced to in terms of mm. the knowledge of God. Mm. And the next thing I knew, we were all on the ground, or at least I was, you know, and I was so filled with the spirit that ev like everyone around me for almost like two or three weeks when I went back to school, it was crazy. Like, like now, you know the way the handkerchief for, you know, Peter, mm. you become mm. like an extension of the presence of God. I had this amazing baptism of the Holy Spirit and where I now began to hear God clearly. Oh. I would hear people's thoughts. I would hear um, I would hear his voice so clearly. It's almost like he baptized me into an introduction of the Spirit of God that was insane in my view. Mm. And that like shifted me to know there's actually more to God than what we we had ex I had experienced. This at is the in, time. this is a form one. Form one. And um, in Senji, as we call it, uh, we used to rather, I don't know what they call it nowadays, but in Senji is also the place where I was so immersed in God. We didn't even have a, a worship team at the, at the time. So I introduced the worship team in St. George's because at the time it was the CU committee that used to lead worship. Yes. So I separated that and created a worship team. And then that became- And you form one? 
Oh, this, this is, is like now okay. end of form one okay. into form two. Yes. Um, and there's a way that God gave me favor with the ones that were older than me, you know, uh, people that I still meet today, you know, like Sheila and other people who are much older, like in the CU um, committee. But it's like because of what God was doing with me, there was an attraction. I was so hungry. It's almost like you're being paired with the mature ones because mm. your hunger is on another level. Mm. So that was my experience in high school, getting to know God. I was deep into, um, into Christian Union. Um, like I said, having supernatural experiences. And then again, in high school is where I was part of this worship team. Again, at, there was a worship team and then there was um, a music team of sorts that I formed where we were 12 of us. And again, it was a group of young women where we just pray and seek God and um, sing this together. This is outside or inside school? Inside school. Okay. Yeah. Again, to date, women that absolutely love God and are passionate for him. So it's like God used to create these cocoons for me of similar women who are because that hunger that accountability is important to keep your hunger going yeah um as you have your walk with god he will always bring people around you who will keep you going and keep the fire going that's funny because that's exactly where you still are till today yeah <laughs> but you're you there's i pick up words that people say as they talk yeah. so i keep hearing you say i formed i formed in 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 beyond the spiritual side of this thing this is showing the character perspective of leadership or the character traits of leadership and the person who takes initiative. Were you doing that in other things? I was, but you know, like now in high school, that's what consumes your time. But then when I'd go home um, over the holidays, I would always be part of the youth, the youth group um, or the youth ministry and also part of the worship team. So I don't know how, but God always would give me those like leadership responsibilities. Now I know it was part of pushing me to be to work with him because I realized that I had gotten into this pattern where I would do things because I'm hearing a voice. Mm. I'm hearing a voice like drawing people into this thing and once like for example the, the worship team um in um, um in church like i told you with the girls the five of us that were singing mm. or in high school it wasn't just women that just came together because we wanted to hang out i'd hear names you know like this person this person this person and when how you know that it's god talking to you is the fruit of your obedience mm. that as you come together the thing that he begins to build it cannot be a you know a figment of your imagination. Mm. You're not that clever. You're not that clever, <laughs> and then the fruit itself shows because okay. of the things that God was doing through the the, the different platforms. That to date, um, everything that God allows me to form, I can see the evidence. You know, like when Scripture says that wisdom is justified by her children, the thing that God leads me into, I always know it's God by reason of everything that happens thereafter. Yeah. He always shows up. Yeah. Well, I have so many questions. <laughs> Let me start with the one maybe that peer group would want to understand. Yeah. You're a beautiful woman. Boys, like you sounded like you were just in God at this time. Oh, first of all, I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, and, uh, and, and that beauty will be justified from a human perspective yeah. later on in your story. Yeah. But I'm just trying to say like you are literally, when guys' hormones and all of these other things are happening, you are just in God. Okay, let me tell you something that happened to me, which helped me. Um, and it's almost like God put a leash on me, in a way, or put a guard around me. So in, in, in um, that transition between primary school and high school, that waiting period, mm -hmm. because of the accountability group, first of all, we were being watched over. <laughs> in NPC, like, like these are eggs, you know? 
there's a way that we were treated that was um, focused on like guard yourself and then it's almost like we had i had been elevated together with the the the, the girls that i mentioned yep. we had been elevated to such a place like you're the role model so you better get it right mm. so at that point there was no even thoughts of boys because you already know that's a distraction at that age <laughs> yes then when i went to to um, high school high school the the more i began to know god the more i began to feel I wouldn't trade this for anything. Ah, okay. And I would and I, I I would pray that whoever comes into my life as my husband or as the man that God would permit to walk with me in this journey would have to understand who I am. Mm. Would have to almost like they would have to help me protect this thing that I had found in God. Because it wasn't just being having an experience with the spirit. I was beginning to know him. And I was beginning to know him for real, not for fake, like like almost like a person. Mm. So I didn't want to lose that. And I knew that for some reason, there was this thought in my head that marriage is the one thing that can take you away from God or build you into God. Mm. So if you get married to the wrong person, you're done. And if you get married to the right person, then they build you into who God wants you to be. That is, you know, you're talking about things that even people don't understand as they're getting married. That is, that having that understanding at that age because remember we're talking about you being in high school yeah that is wisdom that proves that you are with god because that's wisdom that only he can give you to have that kind of thought process absolutely and one of the things that has continued with me to date especially in that area was when god allowed me to to see the life of paul for example that there was levels that the apostles had walked in with christ like the physical form of christ and there's there's a there's a level in god that was higher that was deeper that was more that paul began to introduce even if he came later but he he sort of like had to go through a process of sacrifice in terms mm -hmm. of um a different a different pathway with god altogether yeah. and the honest truth is at some point for many years i didn't understand my process with god until i realized that he was so targeted towards me he mm -hmm. was so deliberate with me mm -hmm. and he was so determined that i would get it right in him mm -hmm. to the point where the effects of society and the pressures became so like an, an entity for me because any girl or any woman that would go through the process especially at that time mm -hmm. the in thing was getting letters you know from mm -hmm. boys you know especially for us like from sunshine you know those are like the <laughs> when you get letters from <laughs> When you get letters from a, from a certain level, you're like, you know, and we know who is who from Upper Hill, yes. from, you know, those kind of schools, you'd know you've arrived. Mm. But then when you, when God begins to narrow your vision yeah. on him, I knew in high school that there was something that he was doing with me in, in just the way he would restrict me in my yes. dealings with people. Like we would be friends. I mean, there are many people to date who are like the, you know, cream de la cream of the guys at that time, but somehow... It was just like genuine friends. And I realized with time that they respect you because of that. Whew, this is, I, 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 just before we move on from this conversation, the loneliness thus then comes with that. You're, you're, you're in a different maturity in terms of your understanding mm. to your peers. Unfortunately, when you're elevated, there are benefits that come with that. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you, how do you deal with the fact that and how is it not lonely? And how, like, uh, you know, you, are you getting what I'm sort of trying to allude to? It's only lonely when you feel, when you realize, or when you think that it's a thing to have. You know, like for example, I don't drink. 
Now, someone who drinks would feel like they're missing out on something if they're asked to not drink. But for me, being asked not to drink or yeah, okay. if that's a thing placed on me, I'm not missing out on anything, you get. Not even from the relationship perspective, in the understanding where your mental is with God, your peers, are they doing the same thing that you are constantly doing? Now, interestingly, uh -huh. for the most part, no. But then God would always bring one or two people to work with you who have the same understanding. Uh -huh. Like, for example, in the, in the Woodley group, we all knew that there was a demand placed on us to live a different kind of life. So even, and this I think, and I believe was birthed from our experiences with God. Mm. There's a way you can, uh -huh. you can have a- Chosen from the cold, the cold all know. Yeah, you know, there's a way that you can have an, a genuine experience with God that, that literally changes you. And you can have religion or just the whole thing of just going to church for the sake of it and you know, ticking boxes. But it, there's, there's no way you can have a genuine relationship with God and it doesn't change you. And I it doesn't, it. and it doesn't place a demand on you. A demand, especially of things that you want. Mm. Now for me, it was in that area where I would be forced to, to guard my heart as far as, um, as far as, you know, the whole relationships uh, with guys are concerned. Okay. Mm. Uh, um, last question about this um, era or season that you're in at that time. How do you know it's God? You're, you're, I, I, I love that we started with this conversation and this interview because we are going to have to, you're going to talk a lot about this when we enter um, career, when we enter things that you've done. You're going to keep bringing this aspect of God has told me. At this time, you're forming this relationship with God. You're hearing his voice. How do you know it's him? Okay, first of all, back then it was trial and error ah. and that's the beauty of knowing god in terms of experientially so that he's it's like going to the gym you build muscle but you only build muscle as you keep practicing you know so there are times i would be like okay i thought that was god you know i heard him clearly and it sort of like becomes clearer and it's like the way you can be in a relationship with someone you get to know them as you spend time with them to the point where sometimes they won't even have to talk you already know what their position is over something mm. but it's been formed over time so even with god especially at that age or at that stage of high school as because um, i was having strange experiences with god i'd 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 i can't even say some of them because i feel like they were supernatural mm. sometimes um i would have i'd have experiences that they would have to come and pray with me um because i'm hearing things of you know stuff that is about to happen and at that age because you're still young in your work with god you don't fully understand mm -hmm. but then having someone else there who who knows exactly what you're going through helps you to be able to form a confidence it's more like a lie and samuel mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. someone who mm -hmm. kept on hearing god's voice mm -hmm. and he's thinking what am i hearing and you say he's thinking it's, it's, it's eli it's who's calling, calling him, him yeah but then when eli is there to say when he calls you the next time say here i am lord speak your servant is listening so you you need that kind of i i i had that kind of guidance okay. from one or two people that helped me understand what god was doing with me because it was strange at the time and um, I didn't know it was him, but I got to know him with time. Okay, so um, do you want to be a pastor at this time? Does that, it's like I, I, career-wise, what are you <laughs> thinking? Okay, I'm hearing all these things. Uh, we're, we're, in uni we're in school. What's, what's the path after? My dad thought I would be. <laughs> Amazing thing is, you remember when I say that I, I didn't have a place or I didn't have a strong 
place in the family, uh -huh. this became my thing. Like even when now we'd have meetings, I'd be the pastor to pray. Uh -huh. I'd be the, you know, suddenly it's like that became my thing in the family. Mm. Um, did I ever think of being a pastor? Not really. I, I knew that God would use me and I knew that God had amazing stuff in store for me. Um, but the, the most I thought of was going to Bible school because I was really hungry. In fact, I remember in high school, you know, when guys would wake up in the morning and you're, you know, getting ready for preps um, or rather for breakfast and then preps. Mm -hmm. For me, I'd wake up in the morning to study like God's word and I'd hear what scripture to study. It was like I was in my own training mm. as I'm in high school, you know. Mm. Um, so before breakfast, I'd spend time with God, go for breakfast quickly, then go down, uh, go to, you know, what we used to call down, uh, to the tuition area, spend time with God. And I remember those are the moments that built my, my hearing and my understanding of God. I'd immerse myself. If I'm not reading, I'm actually doing something, either praying or something like that. And for four years, that really built my my personal walk with God. Gee, I can imagine. I can imagine. No, yeah. not, so, no, uh -huh. not, not being a pastor, but being an amazing woman of God. And did he begin to tell you the plans that he had for your life? You know that verse that we always like to say, for I know the plans so that I have for life. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that verse continues to say, you will seek and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Yeah. Jeremiah 29, 13, yeah. which is what sounds like what you were doing. Richie, I think the summary of my life, and I know we're not at summary yet, is the more I got to know God for myself, the more I realized, oh my God, there is so much to him that, that we haven't even known yet. And, and it's not what people tell you. It's better when you actually experience it for yourself. Because right now, no one can come and tell, you, tell me that God doesn't exist. Mm. Because I've had so many experiences with him. I'd have visions, even in high school, of things that have happened. And I'll tell you like one, for example. I used to have a dream of having a national worship experience where guys would come and they'd be before God. Because you see, he had been training me using worship. Mm. And in 2014, just before 2014, um, and I know I've skipped a yeah, bit, but okay. just before 2014, one of the things that God kept on putting in my spirit is that not, like he brought it back. This is like a few years later. He brought it back to me that you need to now do this thing. And then someone walks up to me and tells me, oh, um, McDowell wants to come to the country. Uh, or rather, I've gotten this connection oh, with McDowell yes. and... And I think you should do it. So in my head, I'm like, first of all, I mean, I know I hung out <laughs> with the A-stars and all those people in the music industry, but I'm not... There was no reason for me to do it. But God brought back that picture of what he, sh he used to show me in high school. And I said, okay, I don't have the money. I don't, I don't know how to go about this. And for some reason, um, when I got in touch with the manager and with him, somehow we just connected when I began to share with him my story. And by the time he was coming, you know, we didn't charge. It was an amazing yes, worship I experience. Remember. And that for me was birthed from things that God had shown me beforehand. So it wasn't just a concert or hosting an international artist. It was a fulfillment of something that God had shown me. And I did it without without having the credentials, so to speak. It was, I mean, God, it was an amazing experience for me, not just in terms of the worship, but the journey to speaking to him, him coming to the country, the experience that we had, and the thing that he then did in the industry after that. Okay. Let's talk about then transitioning out of, out of, high school into not becoming a pastor or into, <laughs> into what's next what next yes i wanted to do something in, in finance this is also important actually so you know that gap year between um high school and when we used to wait yes uh, to be called um to campus so my dad forced me to go and do accounting 
it was the thing to do. You know, in our time, there was those things that you needed to do, IT and then accounting. <laughs> and, and, and Everyone driver's had license. The, a driver's <laughs> license. Um, and he forced me to go to Strathmore. And I was like, first of all, I hate accounting because of just the routine nature of debit and credit. Mm. I found it so boring. I wasn't the kind of person to do something routine. But I wanted to be a finance director, and that is what I had told him. So he said, you'll need accounting, so just go and do it. So I went and did it. Um, and it was such a drag for me because I just didn't enjoy it. Mm. But then, um, at this time, I'm still discovering myself and figuring out, okay, what do I do with myself? And what year is this now, like 2000 and? Hey, 2004. Okay. Yeah, 2004. 